What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to episode 143 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn, and you're still still riding on a high as our Eagles. We're finally on the scoreboard, folks. Um, you know, as Eagle fans, sometimes you take these wins and losses personally. When you get a dub, you know, Victory Monday is something special. <laughs> I guess I mean we have been going through some kind of sports depression for uh, the last couple weeks. We finally got to see. Some heart, some heart from our players. We got to see some play calling, some sound play calling from Doug. Doug Peterson put together a perfect game plan for the situation that his Eagle football team was in. His offense was was reeling, you know, down what four starters. You're looking at Jason Kelsey as the elder statesman of the group with a bunch of second year players, you know, first uh, some rookies, some journeymen, Jordan Malata. But at the end of the day, it's Carson Wentz. Will the real Carson Wentz please stand up? Got to see a glimpse of what Carson Wentz, what he normally brings to the table. You know, he wasn't perfect, but he was good enough to get the job done. But he was perfect in the right situation. Coming down, throwing a strike to uh, Travis Fogum. I mean, you got to know when to roll him, know when to fold him. And <laughs> Uh, that was a per- perfect opportunity to uh, just, like, open the game up. Uh, we, we saw turnovers, turnovers. We've been asking for turnovers for a while. We've been turning the ball over at, at what one of the highest in the league, not getting turnovers. But we, last week we got a couple. And it really set, set the tone for the game. Uh, it came down to the very end of the game. They could never make it easiest, easy for us. Evan, I mean, how, how are you feeling, man? You, you, you look you look good. You, you feel like it looks like you got a good vibe going on over there. Mr. Gail Saunders, Mr. At Eagle Sessions on Twitter. I'm still riding high, baby. I'm still riding high. The Eagles are number one in the division. I am half <laughs> excited about that because, you know, while we're number one in the division, we're still one, two, and one. But as I look at the rest of the division, really – all the other teams in reality should be 0-4. You look at the Washington football team, we blew that game. That's their only win they have all season. We gave up 27 unanswered points to them. You look at the Dallas Cowboys, and the Atlanta Falcons completely blew the game that the Cowboys ended up winning. 
where all the all the Falcons had to do was just fall on the onside kick and the game's over. That's all you had to do. By the way, Dan Quinn is definitely the next head coach that's going to be axed in this league. And then you've got the New York football giants who are an astounding 0-4. So we're in a trash division, folks. Quite frankly, a team with a losing record could very easily win this division. And what I saw on Sunday was... I saw it, it. It was almost like uh, Star Wars with the, with uh, Princess Leia and the hologram, and like Carson, you are our only hope. Uh, we saw the Carson that we saw flashes of the Carson that we know and love. There was still, you know, that interception to start off the game, which that seems to be the new norm for Eagles games. Uh, an early Carson Wentz turnover, but we overcame it. Did it with nobodies. Travis Fulgram, man, what 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 a time to show up! And Gail, I, I'm sure you have seen by now the photo of Travis Fulgram as he's catching the ball. He's not even looking at it. He lost it up in the lights, and then Carson just put the a perfect dime right into his bread basket. And I know for a fact, I saw a meme that even said it that he he's seeing that ball come in or not seeing that ball come in. He's just thinking to himself the whole time, God, please don't do me like Aguilar. Oh, yeah, he had Aguilar as number two, so you just like it's kind of it's kind of weird. Yeah, and and in real speed, I like to be honest with you, I didn't think that he scored a touchdown on that until a lot of you, awareness. I, yeah, a lot of awareness for him to be able to tap that back toe down right on the line and get the touchdown because I don't think the ball crossed the line, but uh, his toe definitely hit the line. So no tap, man. The receiver, you know, catching the ball is priority number one. Number priority number two, especially by the silence, is toe tap. Toe drag, swag, whatever you want to call it. Travis Fogum, if you've not seen his story, you know, just going back to seeing his his journey, like, and I, I think that really kind of like sums up some of these players when you, these NFL players, when you like, where do they draw strength from? I mean, Travis Fogum, you know, he as a kid, he traveled around the country. He was in like, like from India to like Africa. Is he a mil- military child? That was going. On? Uh, his his uh, his parents worked at the United States Agency for International Development. So he moved to Jordan in 1996. He lived in Cairo, Egypt, from 98 to 2002. South wow. Africa, Victoria until 2004. Returned to Jordan in 2007. He moved to India, but when he came back over to the states, he really didn't plan on playing football. One of one of his coaches was like, you should come out and play football. And ends up making All-State his first year of playing football. It's like ends he was destined to do it. I mean, ends up walking on to Old Dominion. Within like a week, the coaches knew that they needed to get this kid a scholarship. By his wow. sophomore year, he's starting. And then his senior year, he ended his season with nine straight games, a touchdown. Really impressed. Ended up at the Senior Bowl and showed out. And that's where he got on the NFL's radar. And he, he's been a journeyman, but I think, and you, and you think about what he's done in camp. Jalen Mills spoke on it about him flashing, about him not dropping the ball, about making consistent plays and showing up. I think looking at the roster, looking at guys who are no namers. Obviously, Greg Ward is, was a no namer. People are now knowing what he is. He's a capable reliable threat i think it's weird because carson wentz he seems to play well with these no-name wide receivers 
and is able to distribute the ball. And that play that you talked about, Evan, was the first they ran that play one time. That's the second time they they connected, like they were playing with each other forever. So I mean, it's just weird dynamic. Obviously, we want to get our our guys back and healthy, whether it's our first round pick Rager, whether it's Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I mean, you fuse that kind of talent. The sky could be the limit for Carson Wentz. You know, like we, you know, all the complaints that we've had recently, he's been doing with lack of talent. And our, our linemen have been, you know, bottom of the barrel of, according to our roster, they're not the bottom of the barrel in our hearts. <laughs> saying in terms of uh, depth wise, we are really scraping the bottom of the barrel yeah. to protect Carson Wentz. So, I mean, you got to be excited. Absolutely. And to just build off of that, I think that we, you know, not only saw promising things out of Carson, which we needed to see this week, like there after uh, the previous three weeks that were played, like there was some crazy shit that was being thrown out on the timeline, man. So, <laughs> like people, people were really ready to pull the trigger, move on from Carson Wentz, throw Jalen Hurts out there, see what he could do. But crazy, other, uh, the crazy, huh? the crazy were. Yeah, the craziest, of course. But what what I'm saying is Carson isn't the only one that showed me something promising that game. It was also Jordan Mailata, man. Jordan Mailata stepped up big this week. He filled in for JP, which are huge shoes to fill. Not so much this year. JP's falling off a little bit this year. But nonetheless, protecting Carson's blind side, Jordan Mailata held his own, man. He did everything we could have asked him to do. And I hope that he continues to grow off of that and continues to build off of that performance. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to you think you got to be confident after seeing that. Like some some people, they have the talent and they don't know they have the talent, and they once they go out and do it, it becomes like a marriage between the skill and the talent, and actually the, the the confidence level that I can do this, that I can play, that I'm not just an Australian rugby ukulele player. player. Yeah, <laughs> I, at the end of the day, he, he does have some athleticism. You can see him play rugby. He's got some sweet feet. We want him to be a dancing bear. He wasn't super perfect, but he was in terms of like for his first NFL start, he was great. I watched the um, shout out to Trey Thomas. He does the trench talks on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You guys want to check that out. Um, really good. Just watching an offensive uh, NFL veteran lineman, uh, Eagle, great lineman breakdown offensive lineman is really great, especially if you don't know any terms, offensive line terms. You'll learn a lot about the trenches, and that's, that's very important in the trenches. If you win in the trenches, it's great for Carson Wentz. A couple concerns. I mean, uh, Lane Johnson. How healthy is Lane Johnson moving forward? We yeah. To ask some questions. You know, he did have that surgery, what, in uh, August, late August. So you're wondering if that's rearing its ugly head? Yeah, that, that was kind of concerning, just to see him going in and out of the game, and you're going to have to rely on a guy like Jack Driscoll, which, I mean, who has shown that he can hold his own to an extent, but he's still a rookie. He's a, he's a, he's a third-day rookie, and <laughs> you, yeah, you know what I mean? It is what it is. He still has time to grow. There's a reason that he went day three, and it's because he's not fully developed yet. And some time behind uh, Lane Johnson, some time in the offensive line room with Jason Peters, he might develop into a great player. Who knows? But he's not exactly at that level yet where we trust him the same way that we trust Lane Johnson. But that that ankle injury is concerning to me because I obviously would much rather have Lane Johnson out there than Jack Driscoll. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Like the, the only positive for me is actually watching 
young players develop. These are some valuable reps that these guys are getting, whether it be like Big V back in the day when he started to get some of these reps coming in, what mm-hmm. it did for him as a player. But, you know, Carson Wentz, if we're getting back to Carson Wentz, I feel like Doug Peterson put him in a more comfortable space. And that's what we were asking this whole time is like doing what's right for Carson. Like yep. Putting him in a situation to win. The play calling, while it was still vanilla, it was what we needed to get the job done. You know, can this work week in and week out? It's Did the not- offense feel dumbed down to you than from the previous weeks? It just seemed to move better. There seemed to be a flow, a flow that's been missing from the offense. It just it had. It seemed like it had. We over the last two weeks, if you guys have been listening three weeks, there's been no rhyme or reason to what the offense has been doing. Yep. I kept saying it. This week, we finally like. All right, we finally got to see. It made sense. You know, I, I'd like to see a little bit more eye candy. We got to see uh, everyone's boy Jalen Hurts. Uh, anytime he steps on the field, it's always a talking point. Some fans are highly upset. Some fans are, you know, they want to see more. But the rookie, he did put the ball on the ground. Again. In, in a tough situation. He looked like he was going to throw the ball on one occasion to Carson Wentz. Yep. Uh, that was pretty much sniffed out. But um, he showed the ability to run the ball well. I think having Carson Wentz being injury you know, he's got an injury history and Jalen Hurts. Like that one thing I talked about in the offseason was like, is Jalen Hurts the guy that does the dirty work? You know, get those yards on the outside. That's where that's where Carson Wentz has gotten hurt. Obviously, Carson Wentz has showed that his ability to rush the ball, showed his ability to make people miss in space. Mm-hmm. And then also just be those alive. Read, those read options were really solid. They were hey. really solid. And, and Carson was taking bodies, man. You saw him break some ankles. Yeah, man. I, I mean, when you when you when your quarterback breaks ankles, that's hat tip worthy. I like to see Carson Wentz in that state of just being excited, feeling engaged, and not and, and not for nothing. And I know it is it was our kryptonite in 2017 with Carson, but him, his his just willingness to to get that extra yard to dive forward instead of slide. He is a, and like I was saying, that's what ultimately hurt him in uh, first the Rams in 2017. But I love that about him, man. I love how he is a tough quarterback, willing to dive forward, get the first down. I'm concerned that that is something that could lead to injuries in his career. But when you're watching him do it and you're watching him get that first down, it's firing him up. It's firing the team up. It's creating momentum that is ending positively in the game. Yeah, I mean, he's got, what, three rushing scores already? Mm-hmm. So I mean, in terms of uh interception, he's got what nine now? Uh, yeah, eight. yeah, somewhere in there, six, mm-hmm. eight, and somewhere in there. Yeah. But I, I think again, like we talked about, getting his weapons back. Imagine once Goddard comes back, Ertz is back, a healthy Alshon, Deshaun yeah. Jackson, and maybe Rager in November. Cause he's gone till November. Gone <laughs> November, yes, sir. Rager's yep. been gone till November. Hopefully we get him back earlier than that. There was an interesting Carson stat I found, though. So I was looking through Carson's passing chart I mean, through the first four games. And so what, what I discovered is that while the Eagles tend to dink and dunk down the field and operate under a lot of short plays, 
all of Carson Wentz's touchdown passes so far this year have come at a minimum of at least 14 yards being thrown down the field. And that that was the outlier as well. Uh, there was a 14-yard throw that resulted in a touchdown, a 28-yarder, a 32-yarder, and about a 20-yard touchdown throw. And so what I'm saying from that is that this is ultimately the game plan that the Eagles were going for to start the season. This is the speed game plan that they were looking for. The problem is that we don't have the speed guys out there. We have Greg Ward as our number one wide receiver going into that game. So Greg Ward, he chews up the middle of the field. That's great. And he's, he's actually decent at it. He seems to be a good slot receiver. But as far as how this offense actually scores touchdowns, it seems to be down the field passes. And until we have those guys that are capable to do that on the field, I mean, I can't trust Travis Fulgham to come through every week, you know? Well, I mean, you're, you're expecting, you know, role players to step up. And that's that's really the beauty of a, a football team when role players step up and make big plays, whether it be on offense, Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward, Singleton. Just players just making plays. But, uh, you know, looking at Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders has been, you know, he he's – he looks a little banged up. He's not, I'm not going to say super banged up, but he, you're looking for a little bit more juice. So obviously there might be something with the glutes, man. He's been a bright spot this year. He's uh, averaging 4.6 yards uh, per carry on 51 attempts. I, I feel he, I feel like he still has more to go to get in his groove, but uh, I, I think that's on Doug Peterson. Um, I would like to see more out of the, running backs behind him you know like yeah Super Bowl Corey I don't know if that's that's a thing he's looking uh we need some more plays out of him yeah that's that's why I was pretty skeptical when Miles Sanders threw that out in the first when he first said that I was like man I appreciate you trying to get the fans excited but like you you weren't here for Super Bowl Corey you didn't really like how can you tell us that he looks like Super Bowl Corey when you weren't here man like I don't know. Super Bowl Corey, he was decent that year, but I don't remember Corey Clement being in, you know, an all pro type Pro Bowl running back. He was serviceable. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still wondering who, who they're going to bring in, if they're going to bring another guy in. Cause I think they, they still could do something there. Let's talk about, uh, you know, defensively. Like, let's, the Eagles defense is number one in the NFL in sacks, number nine in yards allowed number five in yards play allowed, and number five on third down. You got to like what you're seeing. I think with more cohesiveness on the offensive side of the ball, if they can keep you know, putting up points and putting defense in better positions, not turning the ball over, you like that. Which yeah. is uh, you like that the Eagles are, you know, through four weeks, lead the league in sacks with 17. Brandon Graham and uh, – Josh Sweat both have three sacks. Derek Barnett has two and a half sacks. And you think 13 other players that have a, at least a half a sack. So they're getting pressure and busting pipes. You want to see that pressure continue. Gennard Avery finally. Yeah. <laughs> that works out. What, five? Five QB hits on, what, 16 reps? Late in the game, he's that fastball. You know, just – they uh, talked about simplifying his um, his repertoire of, of moves in the offseason. Uh, they're trying to get him to 
just work on some of the moves that works best for him. And it, and it showed. Were you excited about uh, Avery in the defense? I was really excited about Avery. I'm, I'm excited about that entire defensive line rotation, if I'm being honest. I mean, you, you look at it across the board, there's a reason that the Eagles are leading the league in sacks right now. And the fact that they're able to create that much pressure just by, you know, for the most part, rushing the front four. But between Graham, Cox is, is kind of – what's up with Cox, man? Can, can we have the Cox conversation? I mean, I I, I think he's uh, he's getting pressure. There's a couple of plays I've seen last week him, you know, running after the quarterback on Burroughs. Like, not many DTs run like he runs. Do ran last leg in the four by one in his high school. So that <laughs> big man can run, guy. But you know, he's he is taking double teams, causing havoc. That's why some of these other other guys are eating. You want you want to see a couple more splash plays on the interior. Mm-hmm. I think. But that's yeah. what I what I was getting at is that I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Malik Jackson, Javon Hargrave so far. I mean that's that's where they have to win. Like if they're they're getting a one on one and Fletcher Cox is taking the double team, this is where they have to succeed. And this is where they have to. This is why they brought those guys in and paid them the extra money. So right now, 17 sacks leading the NFL. The Eagles are getting their money's worth right now. They they poured the most money into that position, so they're getting some sacks. So we got a hat tip there. This week, this weekend, it's the battle for Pennsylvania. The Steelers are going to get an opportunity to get, I believe, 7,500 fans in the stadium. Not sure how many are going to be Eagle fans, but I know, I know they'll find their way in there. Uh, the Steelers right now are 3-0, and and they lead uh, the AFC North. And the Eagles are 1-2-1, and and we are in first place in the NFC, so we can help hold our heads, heads high in, in a weird type of way. But you think about um, what's at stake here for the Eagles. I think getting her back on track. Uh, they're playing a Steelers team that, what, they beat the 0-4 Texans. Uh, they beat the 0-4 Giants. And they beat the 1-3 Broncos. So they could be feeling themselves. And this is a perfect opportunity to get snuck. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you look at the opponents that they've played so far. They, their opponents in totality have a combined one win. You you look at the Texans, they are a team that is just, they're, they're falling like a rock right now. They had the Giants and the Broncos as well. Those are two teams that are really struggling. And so I think there's a lot of people, there's a lot of conversations going on around the league where people are saying Steelers are the real deal, Steelers are the real deal. They have a decent roster, don't get me wrong, but I think that, I don't know, I think they could be a little tiny bit fraudulent. I don't think that they're exactly proven to me yet that they are the real deal we're we're gonna know for sure after this week that is for certain the one thing that scares me though is the eagles have this way of allowing at least one person to pop off offensively each week usually either a tight end or a wide receiver you look at george kittle man he tore us up 15 receptions for 183 yards man like that is that's craziness. I, I, I don't think that the Steelers have a tight end that could do that. But yeah, Eric Ebron is no George Kittle. No, he's not. No, he's not. But Juju Smith-Schuster is a good wide receiver, but he should have Darius Slay on him. So that'll, that'll be a good – that'll be a fun matchup to watch. Deontay um, Johnson comes back. Okay. Who, had, who was dealing with a concussion. So, I mean, they do have uh, – they got, they got some – you know, James Conner. They have a, a ground – Ground and pound running game, Benny Snell. 
and I think uh, and then Anthony McFarlane has flashed. You know, you talk about their secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick. That was um, a great trade by them last year, man. Yeah, I mean, he he did definitely solidify that group. Uh, Joe Hayden, Steve Nelson up front, T.J. Watt, yeah. you know, Cameron Hayward, Devin Bush Jr., one of their high draft picks. You know, they'd they be paying those linebackers, and they pay attention to those linebackers in the draft, <coughs> Eagles. <laughs> but I, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's a great opportunity to, like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, he's a sitting duck in the pocket. So if you collapse the pocket, I've seen Fletcher Cox run over David DeCastro, their offensive line, and cross pressure up the middle. So I, I feel like uh, he's got a perfect opportunity, man. The defensive line to like really just close the pocket, and yeah. Do some do some work and uh, really just attack. You know, it's like when when you see the lions and they start attacking like and they're attacking from all sides. That's what I could see. I could see. I could see. You know, you're not you're having a quarterback running out of the pocket. Big Ben is known for eluding players in the pocket. He's getting older. He can't run like he used to, or isn't as agile as he used to. So I feel like that's that's a, that's a strength for us. We're getting after the quarterback. If we can continue to do that, that's really that's really the key to victory. If they yeah. can get after Ben, making make him uncomfortable, we can slow down this Steelers' offense. Not only make him uncomfortable, but if we can force one or two turnovers as well, it can make all the difference in the game. I mean, you look at the game we just played versus all the other ones. The turnovers really is what made that game feel a lot more comfortable for us. Of course. Like that Alex Singleton pick six, while it was fantastic, that was right place, right time. Alex Singleton did a great job to get in the right position for that ball, no doubt. But those types of mistakes aren't going to be made by a player like Ben Roethlisberger, most likely. Well, then, and then you talk about the Rodney McLeod interception, but there's pressure. If you go back and watch those interceptions, there's pressure that is causing that backup quarterbacks or rookie quarterbacks that we've gone. We're going, we're going up against the veteran. The only thing that I can, again, collapse the pocket, interior, Malik Jackson, Javon Hargraves, and Fletcher Cox. That is, that is the recipe for interior disruption. Yep. That's what I need. That's what I, I really feel like. That's the key to victory. If they can't make Big Ben uncomfortable, you know, we're, we're we're solid against the run too. So, you know, if we could shut down that offense, you know, that'd be great. And Darius Slay, I mean, you talked about him earlier. He's an eraser. Like he'll take away your guy. Yeah, come up with big plays. Even at the very last play of the game, show it up and Huge show it up. Yep. So nice, yeah. man. CB one. That's it a was. whole. That's a whole vibe. What was your thoughts on Jalen Mills moving back to a corner and letting that whole safety position play out? I think that's why the signing made sense. Like you get two in one deal. When a players go down, you have a backup cornerback that could come in and play, and he could be serviceable. Like yep. obviously we know his limitations, but to have a guy that can play both positions and cross train them. That's that's like killing two birds with one stone. You know, he's not like a hawk back there. <laughs> he's, he's not a pigeon either. Um, <laughs> he's the green goblin, and we, we've grown to love him as a, uh, a motivator in the locker room. 
I'm not gonna say he's all world, but he he is. That's that's what role players do, man. Like if you need somebody to step up, like Craven LeBlanc, huge, uh, yeah. Craven LeBlanc has stepped up huge. Uh, coming off the edge on, on a sack, we. I mean, they blitz, dude. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So I think Jim Schwartz is probably like, you know what? Maybe I should send a couple more blitzes. Yeah, I'm. I, to be honest with you, I'm feeling a Kayvon Wallace blitz coming this week. Nice little safety blitz. You know, he he got some burn out there. Uh, you know, he was going up again. I saw a couple plays. He was on George Kittle's, and even Craven got lit up by Kittle's. But Kittle's is Kittle's. It is what it is, and that's what like I I think that Ertz should if he's sane came away from that game and was like, all right, well <laughs> maybe my asking price is a wee bit high. So I, I don't recall Zach Ertz putting up any numbers like that ever, man. I think it was like nine yards this week. Like four catches. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was nothing impressive. You know, I he's getting bracketed. There's no Dallas Goddard. There's no, like, super threat on the outside. But, I mean, the key thing is here with our rookies, if you go back and watch the game, John Hightower making a killer catch on a fourth and four. I believe that's fourth and four. Yeah, and for and for Doug and Carson to have the faith in a ro- rookie yeah, wideout yeah. like that to come through on fourth down. It's, it's, it's huge. And, and go back and watch Greg Ward's plays. Whether it was a, a bootleg play, he caught a couple of nice catches over the middle. He's catching punts. He's not dropping them. Like, consistency is all you want from a football player. And And you just said something that just really made me – smile as well because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking wow bootlegs isn't it crazy that that shit's working you, you take carson wentz out of the pocket roll him out and wow what do you know we've been asking for it as far as qbr is highest with him on the move and him rolling outside the pocket well guess what we've been asking for bro <laughs> wait till we get some weapons back but i i feel like the dick this is my recipe for wins on offense Dink, dunk, and chunk plays, and do not turn the ball over. Run, Miles, run, and you know we'll see what happens. We can get a nice little trick play in there here and there, maybe a yeah. little hurts package. Maybe not one with Adrian Killens just got dropped, but that play completely got blown up, man. Yeah, it was like, bro, <laughs> what you know? the hell are you thinking there? But I, I really do feel like we caught the vibe this week, whether well, the fan base whether it's the Eagles football team, we're on to something. You know, Carson Wentz is taking photos of him, his Mercedes truck. Like he's, he's, he's got the like, G-Wagon going, bro. He's feeling a certain way. Got the, looks like a Christian rap album about to Ooh, drop. I got my swagger back. I, I feel like we they, they got a vibe in the locker room. And I think we're just hoping that they can ride this, this vibe and this wave into the uh, next football game yeah any any, uh last words before we get out here do you think that the eagles love humiliation do you think that's what it is do you think that they love to just go down and get beaten up and for us to talk shit on them and that's when they like to get the fire lit under their ass that's what it feels like year after year man why do we gotta dig ourselves in these holes it's one it's like one of those people they put those uh photos out there like the globe's real like they look like they're if they pull like a photo of like when they were kids or something like you're not even like an adult yeah you had the glow already that there was you didn't need to glow up you already had the glow and like it's just do and be yourself and yeah. 
you'll collect some dubs and get back to that identity. And yeah, I mean, I know you've been talking about that, the identity of this football team. We saw it. We saw, we saw a glimpse. Yeah. And I want to see more of it. And honestly, that game gave me confidence going into this week. I'm, uh, I'm feeling good about the Steelers game. It's weird, man. I'm I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about the Steelers as well. I feel it's going to be a, it's going to be a ground and pound defensive game and the best defensive team is going to win. You know, if whoever's defense is the toughest and it shuts down the opponent's offense uh, more consistently is going to win. I, I feel I have, have a really good feeling. I mean, we're, we're eight and four. The Steelers have won the last two at Heinz Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, I, 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 I'm feeling a certain way. You know what I mean? There's no fans, really fans. There's going to be a couple of fans there. Yeah. Not really a big deal. But uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like a 28. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, twenty-seven, twenty. Eagles. Twenty-seven, twenty. Eagles win. I got it as a little bit less scoring of a game. I, I predicted to be a little bit more defensive between having two All-Pro corners out, out on the field between Micah Fitzpatrick and Darius Slay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say seventeen, fourteen. Eagles. I think. We got our swag back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just being, I'm being real. Like, you know, if we were playing the Ravens, I'd have a different vibe. For but sure. I feel like we match up pretty this well. This is a nice, like, ramp up. You know what I mean? 49ers, then the Steelers, then the Ravens. And I feel like the Steelers are in a place where they beaten some winless football teams. And they're feeling themselves. Beat a Broncos team. They're yeah. Feeling themselves had, had a week off to – you know, I had a bye week. Um, mm-hmm. Eagles are already fighting for their lives. Even yeah. though I do truly believe that the winner of this division could have, probably will have, a losing record. It's possible. It's possible. Well, you know what else is possible? What's we that? Win. We win this week. That's absolutely yeah. true. And we have spoken it into existence. Uh, for all you uh, new listeners out there, make sure you subscribe to us out there on the podcast world, IG and Twitter and Facebook um, and uh, catch us for the Eagles kickoff live the pre and post game show. It's been a lot of activity. If you're looking for a group to hang out with pregame, catch us on Eagles kickoff live, a lot of interaction with the fans and the, the fans have been super feisty and super energetic in the post game. A lot of uh, fan interaction, but we've had a great time with you fans over the last couple of weeks. But we will catch you guys in the next one. And as always, fly. Fly.